Hot Off The Press, it's about to get real. My interview with Tarai Trot on gang violence. Thank you for talking with us, Dr. Seaman. For the record, Dr. Maria Seaman, pastor at the Shekinah Worship Center in Hamilton Parish. Dr. Seaman, just when we think, just when we think this gang and gun violence problem can't worsen, we receive reports of another shooting, another stabbing, week after week. As a country, who should we be blaming for this, this culture? Well, if we're looking at blaming, you know, we always have to go to the root of the issue. I'm not sure I like the word blame so much because immediately you're going to have defense walls, mechanisms that come up. And my thing is, rather than blame, let's look at who can we go to deal with in order to bring about results based on what we see. So if we see gangs, now gangs, as far as I know, uh, Brother Tarai are made up of, of humans, and them humans happen to be mostly males. I know there are females. So now we have to identify them, go in the home structure. We've got to go to the root of the situation. You know, let me say this. I chose this spot in particular on purpose because we see beautiful Bermuda. We see surface water. And we constantly are dealing with situations on a surface level. Until we get to the root, the underlying causes, we're going to see it increase because we refuse to deal with the root. The root being in the home. The root in the home. Every community, I don't care if you go Timbuktu, every place is made up of community, neighbors, homes, families. Depending on what is produced in the nucleus of the family, we see the outgrowth of it in the community. Now, the family, speaking of nucleus, the nuclear family is mother, father, and children. All right, I understand perfectly. I come from a family, we've got it, single parent homes, no problem. Still, that child, male, female, needs to be in relationship with their father. More so importantly, the father who seeded that child must take responsibility for how that child grows. That's a big problem in Bermuda. And we've heard this many times, we've been hearing it for years, that we're not going to solve this problem unless we look to what's going on in the, the home and the family. What do you say to those family members tonight who know that their children and family members are involved in gangs and may have blood on their hands, but who remain silent and pretend to be ignorant because they're afraid or they feel as if they receive some sort of material benefit? Okay, let's be clear. I'm a pastor. So not only am I looking at life now, I deal with the fact that after this life, there's another life. So to the families, I say this, we've got maybe with our children, with our children, maybe 70 years. That's if I live to be 90 plus, right? Yet there is a time called eternity where I can be with them in eternity forever. Sounds to me like I need to deal with the forever part rather than focusing on now. So in other words, I'm saying, if you have to say, look, it's messed up here. I can't let this continue. Turn your child in. Save them now and certainly save them for eternity. Don't put them at risk of there being the revenge factor 
or them acquiring more blood on their hands. Something is more important than the selfishness of my child if I'm not touching it. No, it's more than about one hand. It impacts other hands. The whole island, the whole island is being impacted. As we all know, the gang and gun phenomenon reared its ugly head around 2009, uh, claiming many lives, the many lives of young black men before the issue sort of died down for a number of years, before recently re-emerging. What do you think is the reason for this reappearance recently? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, we're going to deal with, of course, the economy situation. As a teacher, I'm going to also deal with the fact that we have youth who are not being educated to the point where they can then uh, get to the job, have the job, where the finances are straight. It's a cycle going on in Bermuda where we have many who feel that they cannot live in this expensive place. And so some, unfortunately, meander to the wrong road where they think they're going to become wealthy by being in a gang, um, having guns, selling guns, drugs, all of that. That's the dark side. And th let me tell you this, no dark side of a community that is constantly fed and grows will bring a positive light to the community. I don't care how beautiful it is. We've had the past ugliest months in Bermuda because of situations that are being allowed, and I believe allowed, to continue to grow. Does the Bermuda church have a role to play in helping to solve this problem? I ask because it appears you're one of the very few religious leaders who publicly speak out about this problem. The church absolutely has a role, always has, always will. Now, now it's two parts of what you said. You know, I'm an independent pastor. I don't have to get the yay and a man <laughs> from anybody. So I can just speak my heart. I am not thinking I'm risking my members being angry at me, picking up, taking the tithes and offerings and not making my wage, see? Some people are focused that way. My focus is always the children. What Bermuda do we want them to grow up in? So that's one of the issues of church leaders speaking out. I will also say as far as church leaders, it's our obligation. If this is a kingdom work and Bermuda is a part of the kingdom, I'm very disappointed the church folks don't. I do believe, here we go, that there are many church programs that are being held all through the week, Monday through Sunday, Youth Nights Friday or, you know, on the, the Sabbath church, the Sunday church. There's a lot that's being offered. However, it's very disappointing indeed from one situation to another situation, from one social issue to another social issue, we're already, we're already miles, publicly. So I'm disappointed too. So those were my questions, uh, Dr. C, unless there was something else you wanted to alter, something add or alter. Yeah. Let me, let me add this, because I believe that always in the midst of the darkest darkness that we can experience is the greatest opportunity for light. And so I, I'm excited about this time. We have not only restarted our youth program, we've taken it up not a notch or two, but a notch or seven. Why? At Shekinah Worship Center. Listen, we're blessed, like other churches, to feed children in other countries or whatnot. My heart's cry is, God, I want them to come to church. I want them to come to the youth meeting. Well, now we've got some numbers that are coming. 
and I want increase. Why? So that what I'm doing for a different nation, I want to do for Bermuda. And so therefore, we are not without hope. Listen, I can't bend the branch that's already toughened, hardened. Holy Spirit might be able to reach them. But the little ones, oh, you should see how excited they are. And they're not angry. They like church. So he's teaching them how not to like church when they get older. Let's go back to the home. So I'm putting the responsibility on the parents. Uh-huh. Line up with the church. The churches you see that you approve of may not be me. A lot of people don't like me, whatever. Line up with a church. Let's change Bermuda. Right? We've got 300 or so churches. Wow. Terrific. Now let's get them going. You join the church. No child in Shekinah Worship Center is going to be left behind. I didn't say we're perfect. But I'm saying I'm not going to be left behind. Thank you, Tarai. Thank you, Dr. Seaman. Much appreciated. An honor, your time. man. An honor. Thank yes, you sir. again. You're welcome. It was great to uh, work with you. Yes, sir.